Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. The Titans have a Week 5 matchup ahead against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They will be traveling down to Jacksonville for an AFC South division matchup. And this is a crucial game for the Titans coming off an embarrassing loss to the New York Jets where the Jets got their first win of the season. The Titans cannot afford to allow the Jags to get their first win of the season. That would spell doom for the Titans' long-term goals. So they have to make sure that they come in with a solid game plan and win this game. And I'm going to tell you what I think the Titans need to do to secure a victory. We are going to start with my big picture keys to victory for the Titans. I have two on offense, two on defense, and then an overarching key to victory that I think will be most important. We will then zoom in, take a look at the individual matchups that will decide this game. I have two on offense and two on defense as well. Tell you what player groupings are going to be the ones to watch. And then finally, we're going to have a little bit of fun in our final segment, as we always do on a football Friday. We are going to talk the gambling aspect of this game and keeping it plus 100. We are going to talk fantasy advice in my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy preview. We are going to recap what's going on in the AFC South this weekend. And then, of course, I will have my game and score prediction for you. It is a Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, let's dive right into this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We're going to talk my big picture team takeaways, the keys to victory for the Titans. Before we get into that, I want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. And if you're new here, make sure that you never miss an episode of the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world by subscribing to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Subscribe to the Locked On Titans YouTube page. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. And remember, I will be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but all year long. Also, make sure to check me out on social media, at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter for all my film analysis and film breakdowns. Check out the show Facebook page, at Locked On Titans Pod. Remember, you can find the Locked On Titans podcast on every platform and always free. But let's dive into my keys to victory here. And I said that I had an overarching one that kind of transcends offense and defense, and it's turnovers. So right now, the Titans and the Jags are two of the worst teams in the NFL, two of the bottom three in the NFL in turnover margin. The Titans are 30th at minus five. The Jags, the Jags are last at minus eight. So whichever team turns over the other team, probably going to come out as the winner in this game. The Titans cannot be the team that has the most turnovers. On the defensive side of the ball, though, for the Titans, they have to stop the rushing attack of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, they had two bad weeks at the beginning of the year on the ground, 75 yards, 76 yards. 
But since then, they've really turned it around. They had 159 rushing yards in Week 3. They had 139 rushing yards in Week 4. Right now, they're the sixth best rushing offense in the NFL by yards per carry at 4.9. So the Jags do have the ability to have success in the run game. The Titans have been a very good run defense so far. They can't allow those trends to to overlap and change here. The Titans have to be stout against the Jags' run game and make it hard on Trevor Lawrence. And speaking of Trevor Lawrence, the Titans have to find a way to avoid Trevor Lawrence getting outside the pocket to make plays. The Titans saw Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Zach Wilson, and Carson Wentz is this type of player too, but he had the maximum amount of ankle sprains that you could have with two. So the Titans have consistently allowed quarterbacks to escape the pocket, to bootleg, to get out, and then find guys down the field. Their defensive backs have to cover for far too long, and they can't let that be the case. They have to be disciplined in their rush, and that kind of goes against what the Titans like to do on defense. They like to loop their defensive ends into the inside gaps. They like to do stunts and twists, and sometimes that can destroy the integrity of your rush lanes The Titans can't allow that to happen. Even if they get less sacks and less pressure on the quarterback, if they stop allowing the quarterback to get outside of the pocket, extend plays, and make plays on second reaction, that's going to help the defensive backs, and it's going to help the defense overall. Also, the Titans do need to still get pressure on the quarterback, but I think that they need to focus on bringing blitzes off the slot cornerback spot, looping linebackers instead of looping them from the edge to the inside, loop linebackers from the inside to the outside, bring safety blitzes, those sorts of things, because you can't continuously loop your defensive ends and your edge players to the inside and give out that easy bootleg for guys to get outside of the pocket. What you want to do is bring edge pressure on Trevor Lawrence, force him to step up in the pocket, force him to stay in the pocket, and he will throw you interceptions. He has seven on the year. So keep Trevor Lawrence in the pocket. Don't allow him easy lanes to get outside the pocket like the Titans have done through three of the first four weeks of the year. That's going to be a big focus on defense. Stop the run and don't let Trevor Lawrence get outside the pocket to make plays. On the offensive side of the ball, The Titans have to find a way to run the ball on the Jags. And I know you may be thinking, well, they do every time. That should be easy. But the Jags actually do have a pretty solid run defense. If you uh, look at the yards per carry that they've allowed, they're the sixth best run defense in the NFL at 3.5 yards per carry allowed. And then if you also look at explosive plays, now that's going to be a big thing here in the next minute or two of what I'm talking about. Explosive plays in the NFL are categorized as pass plays that are over 20 yards and run plays that are over 10 yards. Well, the Jags defense is the best in the NFL at preventing explosive run plays. They've only allowed a 10 plus yard carry on 5% of their defensive snaps. So it's not as easy to run the ball in the Jags as you may think. So that means that the Titans have to find a way to do so with Derrick Henry in his homecoming game down in Jacksonville. Now, outside of that, speaking of those explosive plays, the Titans have to find a way to make some explosive plays in the pass game. Potentially getting A.J. Brown back will help that out. It doesn't look like they'll have they'll have Julio Jones. But even if the Titans don't have A.J. Brown, they need to use screens. They need to use bootlegs. They need to use throwbacks. They need to take shots down the field no matter what on second and short situations. Uh, The reality here is the Titans are the 32nd team in the NFL, dead last 
and explosive pass plays, pass plays over 20 yards, only 5% of their offensive snaps turning into that. And overall, they're 22nd in the NFL. So they aren't really having a lot of success with those explosive pass plays. Jacksonville's defense has allowed the second most explosive pass plays for over 20 yards with 14% of their defensive snaps being explosive pass plays. The Titans have to find a way to take advantage of a big weakness for the Jags that has also been a big weakness for the Titans. But that's part of the reason I'm a little concerned about this matchup. A lot of the strengths of the Jaguars' defense match up with the strengths of the Titans' offense. It's going to be curious to see who wins those battles. So turnovers overall on defense, stop the run. Don't let Trevor out of the pocket on offense. Run the ball and find a way to get explosive plays in the passing game. Those are my keys to victory for the Titans. We are going to move forward now, talk about the individual matchups and the individual position battles that I think will go a long way in determining the outcome of this game. Before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It's the number one spot to bet all the pro and college football action this fall. They have a brand new website with an updated interface, shows you even more odds, props, and contests than ever before. Head to their website today or use your mobile device, sign up, and use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's one word LOCKED ON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from football basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers, including promo code Locked On, which gets you a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, let's keep this Football Friday game preview rolling here. We just talked about my, my big picture, keys to victory for the Titans. Now we are going to zoom in and talk about the individual matchups that I think will go a long way to determining whether or not the Tennessee Titans can get out of Jacksonville with a victory. We are going to start on the offensive side of the ball, and we got some really good insight from Locked On Jaguars host Tony Wiggins yesterday. If you missed the crossover Thursday episode, go back and check that out. But he said that the, the Jags' defensive line has actually been performing pretty well in edge rushers, uber-talented edge rusher and Josh Allen. You have Adam Gottis on the defensive line, Caleb on chase on, who's been up and down but still has some good athleticism. You have Jihad Ward on the exterior. You have uh, Dwayne Smoot. You have uh, Taven Bryan. They do have talent in Jacksonville on the defensive line. Now, they've only got five sacks on the year, and that's dead last. So the, the Titans aren't going up against a prolific defensive line when it comes to pressure, but the Titans have been absolutely piss poor on the offensive line throughout the year. They've given up the most sacks in the NFL, so if there's any team that will get your pass rush right, it's the Titans. The Titans cannot allow the pass rush to totally dismantle the game again. That would be the second game, or it would be the third game, because we've seen two games this year where the Titans' inability to pass block has totally ruined the game. Week one against the Cardinals, Week four against the Jets, the Titans' offensive line blew the game, period. Number one responsibility on the O-line. They can't let that happen in Jacksonville. The next matchup to watch for me is the Titans' wide receivers against the Jaguars' defensive backs. Now, this matchup heavily tilts in the Titans' favor if A.J. Brown is able to go. And right now, based on what we're seeing, it looks like he would be able to. But if for some reason he's not... The Titans are going to be in a tough spot. They're going to have a, a poor matchup, just like they did with the Jets. The Jets' secondary was god-awful with a bunch of backups. 
the Titans wide receivers still weren't good enough to take advantage. Well, the Jags defensive backs aren't very good either. The Jaguars as a team have the 30th worst coverage grade per pro football focus in the NFL with a 41.1. A guy like Tyson Campbell, the rookie out of Georgia, has been an abomination. He's been truly awful. He's given up 345 passing yards on 21 for 26 throws so far this year. The Titans have to find a way to win that matchup, whether it's A.J. Brown, Josh Reynolds. I don't care. I don't care. Nick Westbrook, Aquino, the Titans cannot. Of uh, They cannot. I don't want to do a double negative here, but they cannot not win that matchup against Tyson Campbell when he has been one of the worst cornerbacks in the NFL so far this year. And also, slot cornerbacks for the Jags have been god-awful. You look at a guy who's playing right now, Chris Claybrooks. Uh, Clay he's given up 10 completions on 11 targets for 148 yards. Even Trey Herndon, who is a better cornerback, but he only played one game this year. He had an awful one game that he played in as well. So whoever's playing the slot cornerback position, Chester Rogers has to find a way to take advantage of that. And if A.J. Brown plays in this game, let's put A.J. Brown in the slot. Let's put A.J. in the slot and take advantage of that matchup. On the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be the Jags wide receivers against the Titans defensive backs. The Jaguars do have a pretty good set of wide receivers, even with DJ Chark out and injured. Marvin Jones, probably going to find a way to put Marvin Jones on Jackrabbit Jenkins as much as possible if I am Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So far this year, Jackrabbit has given up 21 catches, 260 yards, two touchdowns. Marvin Jones has 20 catches, 218 yards, and two touchdowns. So the Jags are most certainly going to try to get Marvin Jones away from Christian Fulton and to Jackrabbit. The Titans really don't shadow receivers and say, hey, you're guarding him all game. They don't really do that. They keep their side of the field. But if there was ever a time to do it, the Titans probably need to do that now because they can't allow Marvin Jones, the, the one uber-talented outside receiver that the Jags still have on their roster, to beat them over and over throughout the game like they let Corey Davis do. Also, whoever plays slot cornerback for the Titans, Chris Jackson has played this week. Of course, we saw Christian Fulton flirted with in the slot last year to awful results. But whether it's Chris Jackson, whether it's Elijah Molden, whether they put Fulton in the slot and play Borders or Farley outside, looks like Caleb Farley is going to be available this week. That's great. Either way, the Titans cannot allow LaVishka Chenault, who has 19 catches for 194 yards this year. When the going gets tough, when it's nut-cutting time, the Jags throw the ball to LaVishka Chenault out of the slot. The Titans cannot allow LaVishka Chenault to get off and have a great day. And that goes back to my big team takeaway of not letting Trevor get outside the pocket and play make. So the cornerbacks for the Titans, Jack Rabbit on Marvin Jones, the slot on LaVishka Chenault, that's a big matchup to watch. And also, this is kind of an under-the-radar under one. And it's because this player is new to Jacksonville, but I think that he could have a major impact against the Titans because, well... Tight ends always seem to do. And that's Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold was acquired via trade just a few short weeks ago from the Carolina Panthers, sent to the Jacksonville Jaguars. In his first game with the Jags against the Bengals, he had two catches for 29 yards. That's his first week with the team, literally a couple of days after the trade. He's only going to be more acquiesced into the offensive system. They're going to want to use him more, feel more confident in him, and going against the Titans linebackers. So Jayon Brown is basically a backup linebacker now. They're playing Rashawn Evans and David Long as the starters. And I kind of get why 
because Jayon is such a liability in run defense, and he's been so injured from the physicality of playing run defense as a linebacker that it's caused him to sit out games. So the Titans are like, you're so valuable in pass coverage that we're just only going to use you in pass coverage to try to avoid the physical beating that you would have to take if you were out there all three down. So I get that, but that will give the Jaguars an opportunity to play action and throw the ball to Dan Arnold over the middle against David Long and Rashawn Evans, who outside of Elijah Molden, have been the worst pass coverage players on the Titans defense per pro football focus. Rashawn Evans has a 35.6 coverage grade. Remember, these are out of 100, so that's god-awful. David Long has a 50.6. They're going to need Jayon Brown to play a lot more on the early downs this week. Hopefully, he's up to it. The Titans have avoided any legitimate tight end receiving threat so far this year. Arizona, no tight end to speak of. Seattle, no real, I mean, Gerald Everett, Will Disley. That's my point. No real tight ends to speak of. Indy, Jack Doyle, Mo Ali Cox, they serve their role. But come on, those aren't high-level tight ends. And the Jets, I mean, they traded Chris Herndon earlier in the year. They have nobody you have to worry about at tight end. So this will clearly be the best receiving talent tight end that the Titans have faced all year. And the Jags will have a great opportunity to take advantage of the Titans linebackers on early downs over the middle of the field. So that's a key matchup to watch. But that's going to do it for the individual portion of today's show. Now we're going to have a little bit of fun. We are going to talk gambling. We're going to talk fantasy. We're going to talk the AFC South. And I'm going to give you my game and score prediction. Before we do that, got to remind you guys about the best tasting protein bar in the galaxy from our friends over at BuiltBar.com. Right now they have a ton of delicious flavors for you to choose from on their website. There's truly something for everyone. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're absolutely delicious, but it's not just the taste. The bars are healthy for you as well. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great as a healthy meal substitute or just a guilt-free snack. Make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com today. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Titans fans, we're going to cap off this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We're going to hit the miscellaneous topics here. We're going to talk gambling, fantasy, going to talk the AFC South, going to give you my game and score prediction. Before we do, I know that you guys are making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day, but make sure to make the Peacock and Williamson show your second listen. You got Brian Peacock, uh, from Locked On 49ers, you got Matt Williamson, a former NFL scout. They give you a national perspective on all the latest NFL news. You get your Locked On Titans news and your Titans news from me. Get your national news from the Peacock and Williamson show. Find them on whatever platform you do stream. But I'm going to start with my game and score prediction. You're not going to want to hear this. You're really not. I know it. It's just like last week. I told you guys it would be a really, really close game, and the Titans have a real chance to lose. Well, I got to be honest with you. I feel the same exact way. A lot of the strengths for the Jags right now line up with the strengths for the Titans, so there's no real easy avenue for the Titans to go. Also, Mike Vrabel is 0-4 against rookie quarterbacks since he took over the Titans. How? That's embarrassing. 
That's terrible. So if there's any team that can play their worst game possible and let the Jags get the first win of the season, it's the Titans. So I'm not going to go as far as to say that the Jags will win outright, but what I will say is I think it's 31-30. to 30. The Titans barely win. I think the Jags are winning the game late in the fourth quarter, and the Titans find a way to come back and get a touchdown to, to go up and win the game. So 31-30, to 30, I think the Titans win. And that leads us into the gambling aspect of this game and keeping it plus 100. Right now, the Titans are minus four and a half favorites. Do not bet that, folks. Do not bet that. I told you last week, don't bet don't bet the Titans minus seven, minus six and a half, whatever it climbed to, minus six. Don't do it, guys. I, I know that we don't want to hear this because we came into the season thinking, man, the Titans actually might be able to win a Super Bowl. It seems more likely that the Titans just really aren't that good of a team. They're just average, middle of the road, eight and nine, nine and eight. That's that's what kind of team this Titans team is. They're not 12 and five. They're not 10 and 7. Just not that kind of team, guys. I mean, that's just what we're learning. All we can do is go off what we're seeing here. So with that in mind, do not bet the Titans giving up four and a half points on the road to a team that really isn't much worse than they are. So don't do that. Save yourselves. You don't want to hurt your heart and your wallet if the Titans lose this game. The over-under is 48 and a half. I'm taking the over on that. Neither of these defenses are, are very good outside of run defense. And both teams should be able to score some points. So I'm going 31-30. Don't bet the over-under 48 and a half. Do not bet the Titans minus four and a half. You would be insane to do that. Um, moving forward, though. My beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy preview. My fantasy advice. So the Jaguars so far this year are giving up pretty good fantasy performances to running backs. They're also giving up pretty good fantasy performances to tight ends. The problem is, tight ends, the Titans, I mean, they're going to spread the ball around. Anthony Ferkser is just dropping the ball all over the place. I can't trust Ferkser right now. He just hasn't been the same this year. He has not been anywhere close. It's crazy. Jeff Swaim and Anthony Ferkser have been two of the most disappointing players on the Titans' offense. And to think that confidence in those two players is what made me feel comfortable with letting John U. Smith go. A little bit of egg on my face with that one. That definitely does not look like, like a smart thought process going forward with how we've seen Swaim and Ferkser perform. But either way, I can't trust any of the Titans' tight ends to take advantage of the good matchup. But I damn sure am taking Derrick Henry. I also, in daily fantasy, I'm willing to build my lineup around Derrick Henry. I also think it's going to be another good Jeremy McNichols week. I don't know about 16 fantasy points per se, but if you want a cheap 10-point game, throw in Jeremy McNichols in your daily fantasy lineup. If you're playing in season long, you're playing Ryan Tannehill, you're playing Derrick Henry, you're playing AJ and Julio if either of them play, so you got to go that route. But moving forward, Let's talk about what's happening in the AFC South outside of the obvious division matchup between the Titans and the Jags. You have the New England Patriots going down to Houston to play Houston. Houston right now are nine-point underdogs. I'd take Houston with the money the, or with the points. The Patriots are missing four of their five starting offensive linemen most likely this week, and the Patriots are the team that a uh, team that needs to run the ball to help their rookie quarterback out. I know that Davis Mills looked absolutely awful, but I really do think that the Bills are that legit. I do. So I would take the Texans with the points 
I think that game will be like 17-10 or something like that. 17-38, moving forward. Oh, God, don't copyright strike me, YouTube. Please, God. Sorry I sang a song that's popular. But uh, either way, give me Houston plus the points. But I ultimately do think that New England wins that game. And then Indianapolis is at Baltimore on Monday night. The Titans really need the Ravens to win that game, period. If the Titans win this game and go to 3-2 and two, and the Colts drop to 1-4, and four, that kind of eases the water of where I'm feeling. Right now, Baltimore is a seven-point underdog or seven-point favorite. I would be teasing up the Colts if possible and getting the Colts plus 14. And whatever the over-under is on that game, I would tease it up and take the under. I think it's going to be a, a nice defensive battle there, but Baltimore does win, but I think the Colts keep it within two touchdowns. So, the Titans winning 31-30 to in a game closer than you guys want it to be. I talked about fantasy. I talked about gambling. We talked about the rest of the AFC South. Covered my big picture takeaways and my keys to victory for you guys. We talked about the individual matchups. What an incredible Football Friday game preview. I'm excited to come back on Sunday night. Break down this game with you guys. Make sure that you don't miss it. Subscribe on whatever platform you do. Stream. Remember, you can find the Locked On Titans podcast on every platform. Always free. Always free. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.